In today's episode of the Positive Worth Podcast, I continue my Interesting People I Know series with Curtis Lamberton. Kurt is an entrepreneur who in the last five years has gone from zero to being one of the world's top 10 pickup manufacturers. And no, I don't mean pickups like trucks, I mean guitar pickups. We'll learn more about what those are in just a moment. I'm James Oliver, your host, and you've just joined me for my journey of holistic learning where I talk with people about the five F's in their life, field, family, finance, fitness, and faith. I hope you'll like, share, and subscribe to help the algorithm. Also, I have a Patreon page if you just look for Positive Worth on there. So talk first to us about what it is that you're doing today. So today, uh, we're actually setting up this space. Uh, I'm building out a new shop for a business that I started in 2018. And I build super high-end boutique electronics for guitars. Yeah, and what's that business called? It's called Lambertone's Pickups. Okay. So my last name is Lamberton. Um, so my wife rejected the name of the business right away. She's like, <laughs> oh, that's so cheesy. And it kind of is, but um, it's uh, it's kind of taken a life of its own. And so Lambertone's Pickups is it was born in 2018. And um, yeah, it's like so niche. There's probably only a hundred of us that do this at a commercial scale worldwide. Um, so it's a kind of a weird tight knit community, but yeah. it's fun. It's I, passionate. I it's think this is a point field. where I'll have to show some B roll of what a guitar pickup even is. Cause I think most yeah. people look at a guitar and have no concept about what most of the pieces are. Right. I, yeah. I certainly had no idea what went into making guitar pickups until you started doing this work. Yeah. I just knew, I liked the sound of some guitars. I didn't yeah. like it of others. And nothing that I played ever sounded like a professional musician. I partially know that's my skills. <laughs> sure. But but why is it that when I go pick up my Gibson, that my guitar never seems to sound like a professional guitar? Don't pickups just, aren't they all kind of the same? Yeah, so yes and no. Same concept and construction, but no in the way that materials and processes are treated differently you know you can tell when something is of high quality and high touch um versus something that was hastily put together and yeah. used with scrap materials and that those kind of rules and trends apply also to this field um as far as guitar pickups the layman's terms of how they work is that it's a it's a it's a coil of wire with a magnet uh, a permanent magnet, and when the steel string, uh, which is a ferrous metal, um, so that's that is affected by a magnetic field. When you strum the strings of a guitar, you're interrupting that magnetic field of the mag of the pickup, and that creates a tiny, tiny, tiny electrical voltage, mm -hmm. which is then affected by all the different variables of the construction, and that's where the tone or the quality of the tone is determined. Uh, with all sorts of components and variables like the the tension of the wire as it's being wound, how many winds per layer, how many winds total, the type of magnet, the strength of the magnet, the thickness of the magnet. Um, it yes. goes on and on. It's like, it's like baking. There's just almost endless variables to tweak and change. Yeah, so in the project that I've been helping you with this week to help manage your inventory better, I yeah. was... I've been shocked at how many different parts and materials you have for a relatively... For a small product line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking about you have your, what, your, let's see if I can remember, 
You've got your Lambertrons, you've yep. got your Ristrettos, you have your Cremas and Grinders, and you have your Blondies and your Triple Shots. Yeah. Am I missing anything there? No. That's the total product line. Yeah. And so yeah. lots of different variables for each of those for ways people can stylize them, but yeah. generally those are the five different sounds that you can get from Lambertones for guitars, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's wild. So Yeah, and we have hundreds of line items. Yeah. To track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's been fun trying to figure out this this tracking project for sure, because I can't just say, well, just track six items. It's like you're right. every single component that goes into those six items. Yeah. So so rewinding a little bit about how you got into doing this, um, you didn't go to school to learn how to wind pickups. I mean, no. I, I, for the life of me, have never even heard of anyone winding their own pickups until you started <laughs> getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Well, you want the short version of the, or the long version? Let's get, let's get the medium version. <clears throat> medium version. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I went to school officially for automotive technology. And uh, halfway through that, I took a little detour and went to the East Coast and um, did a, a trade degree in um, digital photography and video. And then I came back and switched my my major to automotive management to bring in the, the business side of things because all of a sudden I was interested in more or uh, more business related things being exposed to um, professional the professional photography world. So I finished that automotive management degree, um, realized it was not a field that I wanted to work in. Mm -hmm. And for a, for a long period of time, I love working on cars, but I didn't find it as a, a sustainable lifestyle um, for for the, the kind of work that I wanted to do. Uh, so I took a little break, went, eventually went back for uh, engineering and quickly realized uh, engineering was interesting as a concept, but the application of being an engineer for me was not enough hands-on experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm at this point where I have this blend of a desire for using tools and technology, but also inventing products and, and changing things more than just uh, swapping broken parts. Yeah. Um, I want to have more of a, more of a, a more of a control of, of the product and experience in that way. And, but I've always been involved in music and with the Awakening Church and yeah. doing music together for years. And, um, you know, I've been, been really interested in, in guitar and drums and, you know, all, all things music for a long time. Um, I ended up taking a, a job at a custom guitar builder um, as just an in-between. Um, and uh, it ended up just igniting this passion for building something new and, and making something better. Mm. Um, and it was the most toxic work environment I've ever been exposed to in my entire <laughs> life. Uh, so I didn't stay there, but um, the, the product idea and concept was, was really intriguing to me. And uh, as a drummer, what I listen to in my in-ear monitors when I play with a band is the guitars. The guitars is what I listen to to um, really 
change how I play and the amplitude of my playing and w what part of the song we're building and what part we're trying to be more, you know, relaxed in the ambient. And I read off of that. And so I listen to guitars mainly in my ears. And um, so I, I like to say that I know what I want to hear. <laughs> and I think I've translated that towards the product that I build because now I build products that make guitars sound the way I want them to be heard. I'm embarrassed to say that I've been on the other end of that where I'm the guitarist that the poor drummers are having to try and <laughs> adjust their time to and yeah. realize like, oh, he threw in an extra bridge or, <laughs> you know, um, that's fine. You were talking about your transition, the things you were learning. You'd gotten to the point where you were talking about having worked in a toxic work environment, yeah. but where you were exposed to high-end guitar making. Yeah. Um, so obviously you learned something there, but what, you know, how much of what you do today do you feel like you learned from that environment and have taken into what you're doing versus what, did you, what were you exposed to and had to figure out yourself from there? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I mean, I was there for less than nine weeks, so <clears throat> however much knowledge you can absorb in in a few weeks of working full time, I guess is is what I what I learned. Um, I, I learned about I learned a lot of what not to do, to be honest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but I was exposed to some really cool people, and um, and it got me excited about what. Uh, changing variables in construction of an instrument can do to the final product of sound. Mm. Yeah. And so I think that was what I took away as more of like a possibility. The possibilities yeah. were endless. And so when I left there, um, after going through uh, some significant therapy and getting, getting through all that, uh, I sort of looked at this issue of like, okay, now I'm not I'm not working anywhere, but I really enjoyed the the concepts that I was you know exposed to in that in that environment. Um, what does that look like um, for a hobby, perhaps, or mm. or a profession? And sure. maybe maybe this is where we can talk about another. One of your, your F concepts yeah, I, of finances. I I, exactly where my mind was going. I think finance is a good segue because, I mean, frankly, I feel like we're going to need a lot of B-roll to, to yeah. go over the things we've talked about so far because it's highly technical right. and, and highly nuanced as well. But, um, I mean, dollars to donuts or dollars to pickups. <laughs> what have you learned about pickup manufacturing and about the profitability? Because obviously you do this for a job now, so right. it, it must pay enough for Taco Bell. But... Um, yeah, it, d it does pay for Taco Bell, thank goodness, even though their prices have skyrocketed in the last few years. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, profit margins are basically what take you from a hobby to a, to a profession. Hmm. So um, it, it's great. You know, the profit margins are really good because the raw materials are fairly inexpensive. And the storage of the raw materials are also... Um, inconsequential you know the pieces are so small that uh, I can store thousands or even I showed you those little eyelets the other day hundreds of thousands of, of little parts um, in a drawer and that'll last me for a very long time versus say if you're building a guitar or you know something else of larger you know st stock of materials now you need a warehouse 
yeah. to store your materials. And sure. I started this business out of a 12 by 10 foot bedroom. Wow. That's wild. And uh, I did have to take all my boxes out of the room so I could go to work in the room. And then at night, I'd put the boxes back in. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it started as a bedroom as a bedroom business, not even the garage. Yeah, that's wild. And now you've got it in a garage. And right now we're in your, your first, well, I guess technically your second commercial. Third. Work, third, third commercial workspace. Third commercial building, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm behind the times on this. Yeah. Maybe we're <laughs> yeah. not really friends. <laughs> but yeah, third commercial space where yeah. you're re-expanding. Um, yeah, the seeing your shop and seeing what you have accumulated and developed as your own unique processes has been amazing. Thank you. Um, I, I feel I don't want to lose people in the details in this, but I just want to touch on one other thing with kind of your creativity in this business. As you've been learning to lead your own business, control your profit margins, maintain some kind of a balance of what things you do yourself and what things other people do, yeah, um, you've cut out a lot of middlemen in having to purchase parts for your pickups. Those you mentioned the little eyelets that you can store thousands yeah. of that you showed me. Yes, um, I want you to tell. Uh, I want you to talk again, just very briefly, about that as an example of where you can get profit margins. Yeah, I mean. Uh, when I because I started this, you know, out, out of a, out of a bedroom, um, I needed to be as efficient as possible. And so, uh, when you when I started the business, I didn't have a whole lot of cash flow. So I was looking for what's the minimum order quantity of a product or or an item um, for the cheapest price. And unfortunately, the smaller quantity of product that you buy, usually the higher the price is. Mm -hmm. And so those eyelets, for example, which are teeny tiny little pieces, yeah. I was buying in, in bags of, of 50 pieces at a time and, and each eyelet was about 40 cents. Wow. And, and they're uh, like the size of the head of a pin. Yeah. I mean, these are really small. Really, really small. Um, and 40 cents, what is 40 cents? Well, um, for one of the pickup sets, you'd use you know three or you'd use three sets of those, so six total. So that ends up being you know after shipping, it ends up being about three bucks, and wow. that's about you know a quarter of the cost of the raw materials. Wow! So it's that's a it's a huge it's a huge part <laughs> uh, versus I bought a hundred thousand of them from a manufacturer, not a reseller. Uh, for less than a tenth of a cent per piece. But now you have a hundred thousand that you have to store and it's small to store. Small to store, yeah. Big upfront cost, but uh, I'll never run out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how the business does yeah, after I this. Guess, I guess so. Clearly yeah. with my viewership, you know, you'll yeah. be you'll be seeing an uptick. You'll have to hire an employee. Yeah. <laughs> that would be it would be a great goal to have to uh make another order of eyelets one day <laughs> bucket list item bucket list yeah love it so um anything else interesting about the finances of this or shall we move on to another question i mean i've learned a lot of a lot of lessons um maybe i'll just touch on a couple that come to mind um i i learned quickly that um that Paying for um, for overnight or rush shipping because you weren't prepared the week before for upcoming projects adds up really quickly, mm -hmm. and very quickly you can you can um, 
you can have an expense account for for rush shipping for um, for items that you should have known that you needed. And so I've learned that lesson a lot. Um, and so I buy more in bulk because of that, so I don't run out. But I also have now have more of a checklist, you know, beforehand to make sure that I have stuff in time. Um, one of the one of the hardest things to implement, easy concept to to grasp is the fact of like uh what is my time worth and Mm. is the process that i'm doing worth my time if i can give that to somebody else yeah for a a good wage yeah if i can pay someone to do this process that's a good wage but my time is worth more than i shouldn't be doing it yeah very difficult to implement when it's your own business and you know, it's, it's my baby, Yeah. you know, uh, I, no one else knows more about it than I do, which, uh, is not a prideful thing. It's just like, I've put my 10,000 hours in already. <laughs> and so, yeah. uh, it's hard. It's so hard to, to give that stuff up and to, to realize that, well, your profit margin would actually go up if you spent, if I spent my time doing the things that actually, uh, raised my dollar per hour and then gave away the things that didn't. Sure, sure. Okay, so let's move on to another question then. How has family impacted your career choices and impacted your business? Uh, I'm, I mean, family is, in, is everything. So, I mean, there's some amazing things by having a business. Uh, the flexibility of of being able to pack up and go home, or in my case right now, uh, pack up and walk through the garage door and then I'm home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, you can't have that if you don't have your own business. So mm-hmm. that's that's a huge blessing to have the flexibility to just um, to choose what's more important at, at the moment. Sure. Uh, it's very difficult when it comes to planning time off and putting boundaries around um, when to turn work off. You know, working at home for, uh, I mean, building out a commercial space now, but I have in the last five years, I've spent three of them at home working wow. and learning those boundaries and breaking those boundaries and relearning them over and over and over again is super difficult. Um, so it, it's a balance that that's tough, but uh, I think for the most part, I wouldn't have it any other way. I think in general, it's just been a really fun but difficult yeah. journey to to go through. Yeah. What about um, what about faith? How has faith impacted what you do? Yeah, I mean. F- Faith, uh, faith for me is um, critical to my life thesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as as a as a Jesus follower, um, that has an impact on my daily life, uh, not just on the weekend going to church, um, and because of that, it has trickled down. Um, into how I run my business, how I choose to treat my customers, how I uh, try to deal with um, 
you know, with, with difficult customers mm-hmm. and in frustrating situations. And, um, it's, uh, it's huge. It's, it's, it's kind of funny because sometimes, um, because I am, uh, because I am like, a um, because I am a, a Christian, um, my business gets labeled as Christian, hmm. which is, I think, uh, an incorrect labeling of what, what a business is. Um, cause it's not a Christian, the, the business is not Christian. The business is not, uh, doesn't follow Jesus. Um, the business has an owner and, uh, uh, that does and that influences how the business is run. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of funny, uh, you know, cause probably 80% of, of my customers are in some way affiliated with a house of worship. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of a weird, uh, it's kind of a weird association that Lambertones gets as like a, a Christian pickup company. And that kind of makes me chuckle cause it's like, you're not wrong, but kind of <laughs> you are and like, this isn't a, this is an American company, uh, that's run by a Christian. Yeah. It's funny that you, you say it the way you did, because it sounds like, um, I'm going to have to do a horrible paraphrase of this, but it sounds like something Switchfoot said years ago. There was this controversy. I remember in Christian circles about Switchfoot saying that they're not a Christian band. But when I remember looking up the quote as a kid, what they said about themselves was, we are Christians who are in a band yeah. and Christianity or our belief in Christ influences everything about our lives. But we, you know, we go outside and sometimes we sing, sing about the sunshine. Yeah. Other times we sing about something else, but it's all, our lives are heavily influenced yeah. by that. But we don't call ourselves a Christian band because not every song is exclusively about Jesus. Right. Yeah. And I think a rough translation of that would be, you know, not every part of the process that I'm doing is directly, you know, uh, trying to influence the gospel, yeah. you know, to, to my customers. Um, would I like my customers to be immersed with, you know, the, like the grace that, that God gives? Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, but I think what I've felt my, you know, calling for lack of a better term is, is just to, to treat people really well and to, um, give them a great experience and, and tools to do what they do better and more passionately. Um, and if, if that leads to a better worship experience, then, then I'm all for it. I think it's great. So the, the last thing that, um, I wanted to ask you about, and I never do this in the same order so far, Okay, um, is I wanted to ask you about fitness. How has fitness impacted you professionally? Um, and where are you at with fitness today? Yeah. F- physical fitness yeah. or mental fitness or uh, all the above. Sure. Okay. Um, I, I guess I'll rewind just so you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. So obviously I'm doing this, uh, interesting people I know podcast, mm-hmm. but my core business that I'm trying to stand up right now myself is positive worth, which focuses on holistic coaching and leadership development. And so it's this idea that 
I'm not interested in people who want to work 20 hours a day. Yeah. I myself have worked 20 hours a day many, sure. many times, but I want people to feel like I can become a holistic being that has um, good time that I spend in my faith, with my family, yeah. in my field, on my fitness, on my finances. Like I want to be a whole person, not just a professional. Yeah. And so, so fitness, whatever it means to you, um, is really, is really pretty broad for me. Um, but that's where I'm coming at it from is yeah. whatever it means to you to be, be more, I would say physically and mentally fit. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, it's a moving target and, um, yeah, it's been, I, it's, it's a huge part of, uh, it's, it's a really important part of being a healthy person. I think in general is, is to take care of, of your body and your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, starting your own business, uh, is, is difficult to do that. And, you know, when you're in the grind and hustle phase of, 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 of figuring stuff out, it, it can be really tough to keep, you know, those priorities straight. And, mm -hmm. um, so I would, you know, I think my journey has been all sorts of, all sorts of ups and downs. I, I will say, I guess I'll, I'll share my, my, my highs and my lows. Right. I think, you know, at the best, which, um, I'm at, I'm in a pretty good spot right now where I'm going to the gym at least three to four times a week. Um, I'm eating, better and on a better schedule and I'm, uh, trying to work less than nine hour days. Okay. So that's probably my best, um, my best spread of, of good fitness tactics is right now. Um, my goal by the end of 2023 is to only work a four day week. Cool. So that I would love to do that. Um, at my worst, my, so my wife is a nurse, she works night shift. And so, uh, that was very easy for me, especially beginning, um, to go back to work after she went to work at 7 PM. Yeah. And so, you know, I was working 14, 16 hour days. I remember many a night texting or calling you for something and you answering on your headphones. Yeah. Um, and could hear the rustling. You'd talk about, oh yeah, I'm working on this shipment, or yeah. getting caught up from black, uh, you know, crazy uh, Black Friday rush. Yeah, or... yeah. Well, we didn't talk about about Black Friday. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was definitely you know eating junk, you know, f food that just makes makes you feel good, and then you know, just working. Till the wee hours in the morning to and justifying it is like well i gotta gotta put in the time yeah um and you do but you gotta put in quality time yeah i i really being in a better spot now i see the value of it and i see my productivity being way higher than if i'm just really slugging through the morning you know mm -hmm. drinking three or four cups of coffee yeah before noon um and then eating you know chips and drinking soda to to get through the afternoon lull and not a good look. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's tough, but, um, yeah. Cool. Well, we've covered my five F's. Um, 
and this is part where I want to make sure you have a chance to plug your business. How do people find you? Yeah, a um, couple ways. Um, super active on Instagram for for social media. Uh, Lambertones underscore pickups. Okay. Um, that's your handle at Lambertones underscore pickups. Yes. Yeah. And maybe you can put a link in the description below. Maybe. Yeah. We can put a, or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) A magic something in the air. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then, uh, my website is, uh, Lambertones.store. Okay. And that's where you can, you can find me. Uh, oh, one of the coolest tools, um, that if you're a business owner, I think you should use, uh, is a, a, a program called Podium. It's it's a customer service software. Basically, it it helps you meet your customer where they're at, which is on their smartphone. And cool. so instead of like, uh, you know, have you ever been in a situation where like you need customer service on something, you need help. So you go to their website, right? You click chat now, or you go to their contact form, you have to write an email. Yeah. Or better than an email, you go to the chat icon and then you're waiting in a queue and then you can't leave the computer because the chat icon's open yep. and you have to turn the volume up to make sure you hear the ping when they've actually responded. And I've certainly never made a video that I'll put right here of me being on hold at the Apple store for 45 minutes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, that is, that's horrible. No one likes to do that. Customers hate that. Um, it leaves them with a bad taste in their mouth if you don't take care of them right away. Mm -hmm. So with Podium, it allows them to text you from their smartphone. um, And it looks just like a a regular text conversation. Wow. And it's been monumental for, for customer feedback and cool and service. Very great tool. Well, I told you to plug your business, and now we're plugging Podium as well. Podium, if you'd like to sponsor this video, <laughs> you're welcome to reach out to me at Let's Talk at PositiveWorth.io. There you go. Uh, you can retroactively do it. You know, I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Very cool. Well, Kurt, thank you for taking time, um, not just taking time to sit down and have the conversation, but for all the help with anything you see that has to do with lighting or with this incredible space is actually thanks to you. And the fact that we have three angles today is actually thanks to you as well. Um, You and I have been doing this project this week, and we've negotiated for you getting rid of some old equipment, me being able to use it. And so really, this podcast wouldn't exist with the three-camera format without you. So thanks for all that. Helping each other up, man. That's right. That's how to do it. Now i got to finish your spreadsheet. Yeah, you do. So let's end this. Get back to work, James. (laughs) There it is. And we're done. Does that work for you? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, play around with it. (laughs) All three cameras were recording at the end. Well, call that victory. Yeah, that is that is good. Jeffrey, how are you?